MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Greg Peterson experience. He was like a god walking amongst mere mortals. He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr. On VSIN, the sports betting network. This is the Greg Peterson Experience on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network, and it is March, it is madness, but there's a lot more going on than just college basketball as well, so we're going to be hitting a little bit of everything tonight. We've got some conference tournament action that we're going to be talking about here on this college basketball Friday preview, as it's still Thursday out there on the West Coast. For those of you guys out there on the East Coast, a happy Friday to you, but we've got... A lot of college hoops to be able to talk about. We've got some NBA to break down. We've got a massive UFC card with John Bones Jones coming back. We've got some XFL to break down. So we're hitting fighting. We're hitting XFL. We're hitting basketball, all forms of it. So we've got ourselves a good time coming up. And we're going to be hitting some hockey in about 15 minutes as well as it was a very notable day in the NHL on Thursday as well. Patrick McCain making his debut with the New York Rangers. So we got to be talking about that. I believe the Boston Bruins are now already at 100 points. That is absolutely insane. And the man that is going to be joining me in 15 minutes to break all that down is Ian McMillan. He does an amazing job over there at BetSided and has one of the best name podcasts that you're going to find. It may not quite be Coast to Coast Hoops, but you know what? The Bacon Bets podcast, that gets a thumbs up from me. A very delicious podcast, to say the least. So we're going to be talking to Ian in about 15 minutes about that. And we're also going to be talking with him a little bit about the Arnold Palmer Invitational. We're going to squeeze in a little bit of golf with him as well. So that's coming up here in hour number one. Hour number two, 
We're going to be diving into some XFL. We're going to be diving into that big UFC card as we're going to be joined by Kobe Dant. He does absolutely tremendous work over at the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. He's going to talk a little bit more XFL. Mark Drummeller is going to be talking a lot of UFC along with Spencer Kaidu does his work over at UFC.com. So we've got them to be able to break down the John Bones, the John Bones Jones fight, but We've also got quite a few other fights that are going to be going down on Saturday and we're going to be able to make some money on as well. And as I always say on the show, doesn't matter if you're betting on the biggest of the big fights, whether you're betting on the John Bones Jones fight or if you're betting on the undercard, money is money. So always do be just trying to find winners wherever you can find them. And personally, I think that's a little bit of a badge of honor when you do find some smaller ones and a little bit of a teaser for the DK Nation big that's coming up in hour number two. Not going to be one of the notable games. So we're going to be going a little bit off the beaten path for that one as well. And then in hour number three, we're going to be talking about some of those off the beaten path college basketball games with Kobe Dant, who does great work over at the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. And it is now the Wild Wild West when it comes to college basketball as well, because I did allude to it. When it comes to these conference tournament games, you are going to be finding that a lot of these numbers, they are not going to be available overnight. Like, if you're taking a look at the Missouri Valley Conference Tournament, especially the West Coast Conference Tournament, because right now, as I do this show live, you've still got the Pepperdine game that's going down. As a matter of fact, it just tipped off between Pepperdine and Pacific. And, I mean, for that matter, by the time the show ends, it might not have ended if that game goes to overtime. That's how late some of these games are going to be starting up. We now have wire-to-wire hoops really aside from Monday when you've got a very light slate you've got a few championships that are going to be handed out for Monday now you're going to be able to take a look at college basketball dawn to dusk it's something I tweet about quite a bit at GNN underscore one one of my favorite things is just being able to sweat out bets all day long and it's a big reason why perhaps I gravitate a little bit more to the MLB once college basketball wraps up because with baseball you get a lot of nice matinee games. Sometimes there are some Tuesdays where they don't start them up until the PM, which I think is a little bit of a disservice by baseball. And in this day and age of more and more people working remotely, you know what? We all want to be entertained, all want to be occupied. And I do think that it is very good that we get so many of these day games that go down in college basketball because it's just, for me, very entertaining. I recognize that there are quite a few people that work noble tasks that that work noble tasks that may not be able to view them. And I know that I'm speaking to quite a few people that you're more graveyard shift workers. You're putting in those hours on the road. If you're a little bit of an overnight truck driver, I know that I've had poker players that actually listen to the show as well. And you know what, when you're able to get in a little bit of afternoon game, I think that that's absolutely tremendous. And let's call it what it is. There's quite a few people that they're watching games while they are, taking a look at they are watching games while they're actually at work as well. So there is always that aspect of it. And hey, some people are just at home taking care of the kids. That's still a very noble task as well. And turn it on, put on something family friendly, some college basketball, which that's actually how I got into all that I do with regards to sports. I was always watched by my grandpa and my grandpa would just throw on replays of ESPN. He would throw on sports center. And that's how I got into sports personally. So, 
I always do think that that's a very good thing to do, but it is always fascinating taking a look at this time of year in college basketball because I did allude to it, the fact that it is Wild Wild West when it comes to these numbers. And I'll give a little bit of credit to DraftKings here because right now, in terms of one of the conference tournaments, I was alluding to the Missouri Valley Conference Tournament. We've got these matchups that have just been set with like Northern Iowa versus Bradley, Belmont versus Indiana State. Most books do not have these up. They are going to be posting these up more around 4, 5 a.m. Pacific time if you're out there on the East Coast, 7 o'clock, 8 o'clock. So when Follow the Money is on, it's when they're going to be posting up these numbers. That'll just keep it nice and easy for you. But I do think that if you see what you like, you just want to take that number because these are numbers that are going to move very, very quickly. You want to have a little bit of a number in mind as well. And that's where you can really find a lot of value when it comes to these conference tournaments, because just like you're handicapping a lot of these games on the fly, bookmakers have to as well. And a lot of these bookmakers, what they're going to do is they're going to be like, hmm, Kempom has this matchup at three. We are going to be posting our opening number at three. And they are going to let the market dictate as it will. Sometimes you get burned a little bit. You think that you've got a good number. And in reality, the market disagrees with you. That'll happen from time to time. Sometimes you get yourself a gem. You feel like the number should be more like a six. You bet it at three. And you know what? The closing line is more around five and a half. You got yourself a nice two and a half point edge right there going in. And I do think that it is very important to just be trying to uh, find as much information as humanly possible when trying to be able to uh, get these numbers as well. Because one thing that you'll notice that I do is I always put out my handicap before these before books actually post up their lines, which I do think is very important to do because it doesn't matter whether you're paying for picks. It doesn't matter whether you're getting free picks, what have you, just being able to know the number itself is very important. Like in my DK nation pick for what we had on Thursday, I gave out Illinois being a three and a half point favorite. That was a very nip and tuck game. And for those of you guys that took a look at that Illinois versus Michigan game, got to be a little bit salty if you were betting on Illinois, the fact that they had to play five on eight the final two and a half minutes, but I digress. Game goes to double overtime. The opening number was more around the three and a half, which I gave out, and it was the overnight number. It closes more around four and a half and five. If you liked Michigan, if you waited for the number, you were able to get there. If you liked Illinois, you bet it early you were able to get there as well. And I always do think that that's very important. And one thing that we always notice is people just wanting the picks themselves. But I do think that beyond just taking a look at the picks that you might be seeing beamed out on social media, whether you're paying for them, whether you're getting them for free, whether you're taking a look at the VEASAN newsletter, which always our wonderful gentleman over here at VEASAN, Bill does an amazing job with that every single day. You do want to be taking a look at, okay, what's the number that was given out and what's the number at right now? And that's a big reason why I do have the spreadsheet system because when it comes to just being able to take a look at these games, it's not a matter of betting on teams. You're betting on numbers because if you're able to find that just exact final score, which I always aim to do, much more difficult done than said, but... If you're trying to be able to take a look at that, every single team should have some sort of a buy point and every single team should have some sort of a sell point because there's no game that's going to be landing on infinity 
Unless if you're taking a look at the like canceled games against New Mexico State and good luck finding any sort of money in terms of canceled games. But I do think that it is so critical to be taking a look at this as well. And it is something to where you're able to find a little bit of value, whether you're betting these games overnight, whether you're taking a look at the AM as well, because your bet timing should be sort of dictating when you're going to be taking a look at this, because there are some of you listening that you're going to be betting some of these games overnight and very noble of you for being able to do so. I always do think that you get the best value overnight. It's where a lot of my bets do get placed. There's obviously going to be some games where I'll make a line. Once again, we'll throw out that number three. If it opens up at three, I'll wait until the AM and darn near all of these games. Just a little bit of advice here. You're going to be seeing some sort of market movement on it. Might not be at every single book. It might not be overly demonstrative, but if you see a line open up at three, it's not going to be saying at three at every single book and you're not going to see it move a muscle. You do want to be, if you have a relatively tight number with regards to a game, you want to be just gauging the market movement, trying to be able to do that. For some, that's very easily said. There are those of you guys that work from home. There are some of you that you're working a nine to five. You have to work on the Clayton case and things like that. We always aim here at VSIN to be able to give you a play on just, uh, play on these games whether you are someone that you've got an unlimited amount of time to be able to place these bets or if you're taking a look at things and you've got a relatively tight window you've only got 30 minutes before tip to be able to place these in as well but it's going to be a very exciting time here with all these conference tournaments and it's going to be the wild wild west trying to be able to get these numbers and it is very wild out there in the nhl as well we saw the debut of Patrick Kane in New York and so much more. We're going to be talking about that with Ian McMillan and turning it forward to Friday's action next right here on the Great Peterson Experience on Visa, the Sports Bank Network. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferreira, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the Challenge Gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of Challenge Champion. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, 
You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. You can build internal resources. That's what the study of psychology is about, building internal resources. Turning towards is one of the most important elements of successful relationships, no matter what kind of relationship it is. The thing that underpins all of this productivity stuff is finding a way to make the journey itself enjoyable. The journey is the destination. The beauty of uncertainty is infinite possibility. When you don't know what's next, you don't know what's next. And thus, anything can be next. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hoops Peterson himself on VSIN, the sports betting network. If you are looking for a betting edge in the NHL, NBA, or college basketball, the VSIN experts have got you covered. Become a VSIN Pro subscriber with an introductory offer of just $9.99. VSIN Pro subscribers get access to our top plays made by VSIN shows and guests, tools like our betting splits, deep dive betting reports, VSIN betting guides for the biggest games of the season, where our experts break down. Practice, bets, bets, daily props, and so much more. Do not miss out on this limited time offer. Visit vsin.com slash subscribe to sign up for just $9.99. That is at vsin.com slash subscribe. We're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on Visa, the Sports Betting Network. Great to be joined by Ian McMillan. He does a great job over at BetSided, and he's got one of the best podcast names ever, the Bacon Bets Podcast, which you're able to find wherever you find your podcast. And Ian it's always a pleasure, my friend. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me, Greg. Yes, the Bacon Bets podcast. Uh, the name is and finally makes sense. It never really made sense, but now uh, I'm releasing episodes first thing in the morning. So while you're eating your morning bacon, you can listen to the Bacon Bets podcast. How about that? And the goal is to bring home the bacon. So perfect. there you go. <laughs> We've got a new tagline right there. And Bringing home the bacon is a lot of folks out there in the NHL. We saw the debut of Patrick Kane and so many others. What did you make out of the, all the moves at the trade deadline? No doubt Patrick Kane, one of, if not the biggest of them, but I'm sure that there were a few other moves that really did catch your eye and does change the landscape of some of these teams in the NHL, especially the contenders. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I think the big thing is kind of the East got even better uh, heading into the NHL trade deadline. There's no question about it that the Eastern Conference 
was the better of the two conferences. And now after the NHL trade line trade deadline, they've gotten even better. The Boston Bruins uh, made a few uh, moves, getting a Dmitry Orlov and Tyler Bertuzzi, Bertuzzi just earlier today. The Maple Leafs got Ryan O'Reilly in a couple of depth pieces. Uh, the New Jersey Devils got Timo Meyer from the San Jose Sharks. Uh, Patrick Kane obviously went to the New York Rangers. Tarasenko a few weeks back they got. Uh, and nothing big really happened in the West, but there was kind of a move that happened uh, a little bit under the radar in the Western Conference for a certain team that I do want to point out that I don't think enough people realize how important this piece is for one team, and that's the Edmonton Oilers, who got uh, Matthias Ekholm, uh, a defenseman from the Nashville Predators. He's a true uh, defensive defenseman, and this is what the Oilers need because defense has cost them in the playoffs the past few years. Obviously, offense is not a question for the Edmonton Oilers when you have the best hockey player on playing alert earth in Connor McDavid. Uh, and a good compliment there in Leon Dreisaitl. But defense has been a bit of an issue for them. Uh, so to be honest, they've actually have been playing better defensively than they have the past few seasons. And now they add on a guy like Matthias Ekholm, uh, not a name that a lot of people are talking about. Uh, maybe not as you know sexy as a Patrick uh, Kane or, or Ryan O'Reilly for the Leafs or even Tyler Bertuzzi got a lot of buzz for the Bruins today. Uh, Matthias Ekholm going to the Edmonton Oilers is is going to be a, a big piece of the puzzle if the Oilers end up going on a deep playoff run. No doubt it is going to be. And just in terms of the futures market, I'm not sure how many you play in the NHL, but is there any value on teams not named the Boston Bruins at this point? Because now they've gotten 100 points. It has been absolutely ridiculous what we've taken a look at in Boston, but you and I both know this very, very well. When it comes to the NHL, regular season success is one thing. Being able to get the job done in the playoffs is another thing, and things could get very harebrained and crazy when it comes to the Stanley Cup playoff. Yeah, I will say I, I I would I would stay away from the Bruins. I know this is I've gotten a little bit of flack for this on Twitter lately, especially because the Bruins have been on such a hot streak. They won like what, like eight straight games. But I'm actually not as high on the Bruins. And this is once again, kind of a hot take coming in. You know, they're the fastest team to reach 100 points here. But uh, there's a stat out there called PDO, uh, which measure which uh, combines the measurement of shooting percentage and save percentage. Now, some people out there think PDO is a luck factor measurement i don't necessarily think so because i don't think save percentage is necessarily lucky maybe there's an argument shooting percentage is a bit of luck uh, especially if your shooting percentage is high the games that your save percentage is low and vice versa which i think kind of has been the case for the bruins but if you do think pdo is a luck factor in the nhl or a luck factor stat the bruins lead the nhl in that stat by a mile and it's not even close uh some of their underlying advanced numbers like expected goals uh, for and against, high danger scoring chances, Corsi percentage, Fenwick percentage, a lot of those advanced numbers, they are still a very good team, but they're not the best in the NHL in any of them, uh, which kind of leaves them for an interesting case here. Are they still a very good team? Yes. So they have the best goaltender in the NHL this season? Yes. Do they have a good chance to go on and win the Stanley Cup? Yes. But I would not be rushing to bet the Boston Bruins as betting favorites right now to win the cup. I think some of those advanced analytics are going to come back to haunt them. I think the Carolina Hurricanes are the best team in the NHL. Uh, and then any of the teams that are around 12 to one in the East, the Rangers, if Igor Shesterkin can start playing a little bit better, they're probably a good bet in the East. Even the Devils are a decent bet uh, in the East. And then in the West, hey, take your pick. I'm not sold on the Avalanche. I like the Stars. I know we talked about the Stars last time I was on here with you, Greg. I like the Oilers now with the Oilers getting... 
uh, Matthias Ekholm, they might be worth a shot. If the Flames can sneak into the playoffs, a uh, loss tonight really hurt them against the Leafs. But if the Flames can sneak into the playoffs, they're going to be a little bit dangerous as well. Uh, but my main point is I would stay away from the two favorites from each conference, the Bruins and the Avalanche. When you look at the underlying numbers, I just don't totally trust them. And I know that you mentioned one team in particular in the Edmonton Oilers. They're going to be in action on Friday, and they're going to be taking on the Winnipeg Jets. Right now we're seeing a total of 6.5, and it's shaded up to the over with Edmonton being right around about a minus 150, minus 155 favorite. What do you make out of the Oilers now that they've got a little bit of a revamped team? And what do you make out of this total? Because I do think that it is going to be interesting to see how the Oilers play moving forward because you mentioned it, Connor McDavid. He is so amazing at just being able to put the puck in the back of the net. But at the same time, they did need a little bit of help on defense, and it feels like they were able to get some of that. Yes, for sure. Now, anytime you think about the Oilers, you think about that offense, you think about Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl, and you just assume there's going to be a ton of goals scored. But if you actually look at some numbers like five on five score and venue adjusted numbers over their last 10 games, it's actually the Edmonton Oilers that have been the best defensive team in the NHL. And now you add on, like I said, Eckholm earlier here at the trade line to beef up that defense uh, even more. First and expected goals against. First in high danger scoring chances allowed. And then in the Jets, of course, they have one of the best goaltenders. We'll see if he plays on Friday night. Obviously, that's not confirmed as of yet. But if Connor Hellebuck goes for them, that'll be huge. So because of those reasons, because of just how good defensively the Oilers have actually been playing, I like the under. And we're getting it at plus money as a little bonus there as well. So obviously, there's some concerns on, yeah, I mean, it's always a nervous bet to place an under bet on a game involving Connor McDavid. But with how good they've played in their own end, and hopefully with Hellebuck in net uh, at the other end of the ice. Love the under at plus money in this game. And then there's another total that I know that you're taking a look at as the Seattle Kraken have really been a nice surprise this year. Second year in their existence, they're going to be heading over to Columbus to take on the Blue Jackets. A little bit of an East Coast road trip for them. Typically, we talk about teams going from East to West. Well, when you go from West to East, that takes quite a bit out of you as well in Seattle. They're finding themselves as a minus 165, minus 170 favorite in a lot of spots with a total of 6.5. What do you make out of this spot? And what do you make out of the just in general road trip for Seattle? Because I do have to think that traveling from West to East like they are playing a lot of early games, that is going to take a little bit of something out of them. Yes, especially here in a back-to-back, -back, especially in a game where they just went to overtime. A very high-scoring offensive affair tonight against the Red Wings. So I'm actually going to go the opposite direction here when they take on uh, the Blue Jackets. I'm going to go with the under in this one as well, under 6.5. I got it around minus 110 odds here. Uh, neither team has been great offensively lately when you look at advanced numbers, especially the Blue Jackets, 18th and 27th in expected goals for. Uh, over their last 10 games and Blue Jackets just straight up. If you look at their average combined total in these games, 5.44 goals per 60 minutes over their last 10. That's well under uh, the set total of six and a half for this game. So uh, Kraken have, have been a bit of an over team this season, but I do like the under in this game as well. Also, Elvis Merzlikens starts for the Blue Jackets. He's had uh, played his best hockey that he has played all season as well. So I like the under six and a half in that one too. And then we've got one more for you before we talk a little golf on the flip side, Ian. How about if we go to the Canadians and the Anaheim Ducks? The Ducks are a slight minus 120 favorite at home, so a little bit of a road trip here for Montreal. But it's been a rough year for the Ducks. It's been a rough last few years for the, the Ducks and the Canadians. They feel like a little bit of an up-and-down team that could be streaky, but feels like they might be able to generate a little bit of something here in the back half of the season. 
Yeah, I, 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 I have to go against the Ducks in this spot. So I'll take the, the Canadians as, as underdogs here. The Ducks, I think, are the worst team in the NHL. You'll look, look at their numbers over their last 10 games. Once again, five on five score and venue adjusted numbers here. Dead last in Corsi percentage, dead last in expected goals, dead last in high danger scoring chances. This team should not be favored against anyone, uh, especially not the Montreal Canadiens, who have actually been pretty good lately, plus 0.49 goal differential over their last 10 games ducks during that stretch and that same stat minus 1.69 average goal differential over their last 10. So I am shocked that the ducks are favorites in this one. I'll take the Canadians as underdogs. Absolutely. I do think that it's been a really rough year out West for the Anaheim ducks and been very interesting to be able to gauge a lot of these West coast teams as well as the Vegas golden Knights have actually been better away from home thus far this season, but a man that's good on both the NHL front along with the golf front is Ian McMillan and coming up next right here on the Greg Pearson experience we're going to be rejoined by Ian and we're going to be taking a look at some golf and the Arnold Palmer Invitational right here on the Greg Pearson experience on Visa, the Sports Bank Network. Hoops Peterson himself on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Welcome back. This segment of the Greg Peterson Experience is presented by Zen Nicotine Pouches, which is the surprisingly simple way to enjoy nicotine. Look, most nicotine products are either too complicated to use or they don't provide the satisfaction that you are looking for, but Zen Nicotine Pouches are different and they might surprise you because Zen is made with six simple ingredients. And it is completely tobacco leaf free. Plus, it offers up to one hour of nicotine satisfaction per pouch. Buy Zen online or find a store that is nearest you at Zen.com. That is ZYN.com today. And a warning that this is a product that contains nicotine, and nicotine it is an addictive chemical. We're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on Visa, the Sports Bank Network. And great to be rejoined by E. McMillan, does tremendous work over at BetSided and his own podcast, The Bacon Bets Podcast. And Ian, what did you make out of round one of the Arnold Palmer Invitational? And were there any guys that came out and either surprised you or they just performed a set as close right now as we take a look at it is John Rahm who is in the lead and that to me, not too much of the world's biggest shocker. Yeah, I think my, so my opinion about betting on the PJ tour and golf in general has shifted over the past year and a half or so. And I think it's especially kind of the case here in this new season where we're seeing these elevated events where it's the best of the best all competing at the same time. Uh, and that is, I think you just have to kind of go with the betting favorites weekend and week go. Cause these are the guys that are winning the tournaments, the tournaments where all the best guys are playing you're not going to see a guy 50 to one, 60 to one, 71 win this tournament. It's going to be John Rom. It's going to be Scotty Scheffler. It's going to be Rory McIlroy. It's going to be one of those top guys that are going to win. And once again, we are seeing that the first round, John Rom, once again, uh, he won the last elevated event. The one before that was Scotty. Like these two guys might just swap wins for the entire season. Came out, uh, shot seven under. Um, I would say it is good to see Chris Kirk last week's winner of the non-elevated event. He came in uh, at five under, but basically at this point, I mean, I know for myself personally, for a long time when I was betting on golf, I would refuse to bet on the top three guys on the odds list because I just never felt there was any value. I felt there was a lot more value down the odds board. But now I think us as golf betters, if we're betting on guys to win outright, now, of course, top five, top 10, top 20 bets, that's a whole different thing. But if you're betting on someone to win the tournament, you kind of almost have to bet on either John Rom, Scotty Scheffler, or Rory McIlroy every single week, 
or else by the time a Sunday rolls around, you might end up feeling stupid. So it seems to be another case of that this week with John Robb and another couple other big names near the top after the first round. And is it a little bit more event by event for you at this point with golf? Because I still remember the previous event. I believe that it was just last week. We really didn't have any of the big names because the Waste Management Open happened. That's where you had all the hoopla. And then you had a lot of guys take a week off. So you had a lot of, shall we say, lesser guys that were out there in the field. Are those maybe the tournaments that you look for a few more of those long shots and try to be able to get that big plus money payout? Yes, absolutely. So from an actual betting standpoint, if you want to find value bets and, you know, bets that are, you know, going to pay you 30 to 1, 50 to 1, even, I mean, last week, the guy who had lost in the playoff, uh, I think he was like 150 to 1. Uh, it's going to be those non-elevated events. So you might look at the field and you might think, oh, this is going to be a boring event to watch. And in some senses, it, it, they will be because they're not going to have uh, hardly any of the top golfers now that they've kind of made a distinguished difference between elevated events and non-elevated events. But us as betters, those are actually kind of the events that we should be getting excited for because those are the events that are going to present opportunities for us to be able to hit 50 to 1, 60 to 1 outright winners. Some guys are going to be down the odds board at the start of the uh, tournament uh, who have value, who have a chance to make a run, who have a chance to be in contention on Sunday. So uh, yeah, once again, not those aren't going to be the most exciting, you know, golf tournaments to watch as fans of the sport of golf. But as betters, we should uh, certainly be looking at those non-elevated events as some uh, opportunities to cash some long shots. Absolutely. And it's becoming sort of a situation where you just mentioned it in the major events. Take a look at the major players and then in the less major events. You're able to find more of those big plus money guys, those guys that are looking to build a little bit more of a name for themselves. So some good advice there. And I know you, Ian, also have a little bit of a take on UFC 285. We'll get to the Gon versus Jones fight in a minute, as I know that you've got a little bit of a take on that one. But also in the undercard, I do think that this one is fascinating. You've got Amanda Rebos taking on Vivian Arujo, with Rebos being right around about a minus 120 or so favorite. Open up closer to minus 130. Where do you stand in terms of this fight? As right now, I always find it funny whenever we take a look at some of these round props and it's demonstratively high or low. And this is one that is very high. The round prop of two and a half. Currently, the over is between minus 250 and minus 280. So they're thinking this one is going to be decided on the scorecards. Yeah, these are two fighters that don't necessarily uh, finish their fight inside the distance. But I do like Amanda Rebus here, a very small favorite around minus 120. Uh, this is might be in terms of the entire card from the first prelim fight up to the uh, main event. This is probably my second most confident bet, my second favorite play here. Uh, and it is a prelim fight here. And I do like Rebus as a small favorite. Uh, one reason is she has a huge defensive advantage. Uh, so if you look at some defense or some statistics, she outranks uh, Arujo quite a bit in, in the defensive numbers here. She absorbs only 2.57 significant strikes per minute. She has a 70% uh, defense rate. Uh, Arujo absorbs 5.33 significant strikes per minute and only a 56% uh, defense rate. So huge defensive advantage here for Rebus. I think she's also an underrated fighter. Five and two in the UFC. She has some impressive wins. Mackenzie Dern, Randa Marcos. Paige Van Zant, which is a name I haven't heard for a little while, uh, but she has some impressive wins here. And Rujo's path to victory is usually through the takedown. 
Uh, but that's not going to be very effective here against Amanda Rebus, who has a Brazilian jiu-jitsu black belt, who has very good takedown defense, who has submissions in, in, in her toolkit. Uh, so I like Rebus here. I think this fight is going to stay standing, and I think she has a significant advantage on the feet. So I like Rebus as a small favorite. That's a blast from the past right there with Paige Van Zandt. Now oh, yeah. we're... Now, the only time I ever see her name on my timeline is because she posted up some photo on Twitter. So, I mean, yes. boy, has has times changed there. But that's it. I know that you've got another another bet on a fight that is below the Gone versus Jones fight, and that would be another Jones and Trevin yes. Jones taking on Cody Gabrant with Jones. He's right now about a plus one fifty five underdog, and I know that you're staying away from the money line, but you're actually taking a look at the round prop. I talked about how demonstratively high the overjuice was on two and a half in the previous fight. This one has a round prop of one and a half and the overjuice it's more round minus 120. So they're expecting quite a bit more of a finish in this one. Yes. And I expect it too. I'm actually going to take the under one and a half rounds in that one. Uh, Cody Garbrandt, uh, if you're a fan of the UFC, you know that uh, unfortunately his chin has left him. Uh, he has been knocked out now in four of his last five losses and if you've been watching UFC for a long time, mixed martial arts is a long time. It is near impossible for once you lose your chin to get it back. Uh, so we'll see if he recovered at all, but I don't know if he did. He's been knocked out a lot now in recent fights. But at the other end of the spectrum, he could not go Trevin Jones because Trevin Jones is terrible defense. He absorbs 4.96 uh, significant strikes per minute, has a defense rate of only 40%. So I think someone's going to get knocked out early in this fight under one and a half rounds. We can get it plus money. So I love that bet. I think it's going to be a quick one. Absolutely. And I love the fact that we've got this fight. John Bones Jones is going to be taking on Surreal Gone. You typically don't find Jones as this short of a favorite right around minus 170, minus 175. Round prop is at four and a half juice to the over. What are you taking a look at in the big one? One of the biggest fights that we're going to get in quite some time. Yes, I will say this fight, uh, I have placed the biggest bet that I think I've placed in my life on this on this fight, to be honest. I don't recommend other people to do the same, but I, but I did. The odds when they were actually opened when they first released, it was minus 110 apiece. I hammered Cyril Gone. I thought that line was wrong. I thought there was no way that he'd be an underdog come fight week. Well, here we are fight week, and he's an underdog, so I bet on him again. I don't get why John Jones is the favorite in this fight. He hasn't fought in three years. His last two fights, I thought he should have lost both of them. A split decision win over Tiago Santos, a, a, a controversial unanimous decision win uh, over Dominic Reyes. Now he's going up in weight class uh, to a heavyweight division, a weight class he's never fought in. And I think this is a terrible stylistic matchup against Cyril Gunn. John Jones does not have the power to knock guys out at the heavyweight division. But if he fights more slower fighters, he has the footwork and he has the speed to be able to beat them technically. The issue against Cyril Gaon is Cyril Gaon has the power of a heavyweight, but he also has the footwork and the speed of a light heavyweight. So he, I don't think John Jones has an advantage in any category in this fight over Cyril Gaon. Maybe wrestling, maybe, uh, but he's never had to wrestle or take down a heavyweight fighter. I think Cyril Gaon has an advantage with his footwork. I think he does with his speed. I think he does with his recent activity. I think he does with his power. And who knows what John Jones is going to look like after not fighting for three whole years in a brand new weight class. I think Cyril Gaon should be the favorite. I think the odds are set incorrectly. I'm all over Cyril Gaon as an underdog in the main event of UFC 285. John Jones has been the UFC equivalent of Bigfoot. We have heard a lot about him. You haven't seen him in quite some time. 
We hear a lot about you, Ian, and we see you quite a bit because you do absolutely amazing work. Ian, I know you're over there at the at Betsida doing the Bacon Bets podcast as well. Always appreciate it, my friend. Thank you. Thank you so much. Take care. Good luck with your picks this weekend, Greg. You as well. Ian McMillan does absolutely tremendous work. And coming up next on the Greg Peterson Experience, let's dive into this Friday college basketball card and some action here on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game-changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. You can build internal resources. That's what the study of psychology is about, building internal resources. Turning towards is one of the most important elements of successful relationships, no matter what kind of relationship it is. The thing that underpins all of this productivity stuff is finding a way to make the journey itself enjoyable. The journey is the destination. The beauty of uncertainty is infinite possibility. When you don't know what's next, you don't know what's next. And thus, anything can be next. 
Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hoops Peterson himself on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. With UFC 285 this week, head on over to Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook because Bet Rivers has you covered for every line, odd, and boost. Bet the big names on the UFC 285 card with parlay insurance. Check out BetRivers.com or download the Bet Rivers app today, as it is a whole new game. As we're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. It was great to be able to talk about that UFC 285 card, by the way, with Ian McMillan in the last segment. If you miss any of those picks or anything that we do on the show, and really, for that matter, anything that is given out on the network by any of our hosts, any of our guests, myself, everyone here at VEASAN, VEASAN.com slash picks for all of that. And you know what? Let's give out some action as we've got a great college basketball slate that is going to be going down for this Friday. I'll be diving into the conference tournament games more in our number two. We're going to be keeping more to the games in which are more, shall we say, regular season as we still have some teams that are finishing out the string there. And let's take a look at a game where I think that the favorite has gotten up a little bit too lofty. This is the top of the card, 841-842 on the board. It is Ball State. They're going to be playing us to Toledo. Toledo's between a three and a half to a four point favorite, and they actually opened up a two and a half point favorite. Your total, it is anywhere between 158 and 159 and a half. So we're seeing a little bit of variance in the market and spot where I'm going to be willing to back Ball State. I did set Ball State as more of a two point underdog, and I take a look at the last time these two teams played, and Ball State was able to get the job done. That was by kind of 90 to 83. Toledo's not guarding the arc to save their lives. And for that matter, both of these teams were canning threes. They both shot a combined north of 46% from distance. So no doubt about it. I think that they're going to be a little bit colder in this game, even though neither of these teams are necessarily so savory with their defense. Toledo, a bottom on our team in terms of points a lot on a per possession basis. Ball State, they're hovering right around 205th themselves. So both of these teams, they certainly give it up and Ball State for that matter. They are allowing opponents to shoot 37.4% from three-point range. That is 339th in the country. And you do have a Toledo team that they look to push tempo. They're running it. They're gunning it. Toledo, number one in the country in terms of total points on a per-possession basis. And got a Toledo team that they do a relatively solid job down low. JT Shulmate has been able to combine very well with also... With also Cedric Milner Jr., they combined for about 11.5 rebounds per game. Both of these guys shoot the three well, and you got a Ball State team that's going to be looking to go a little bit more down low. This guy doesn't shoot as many threes, but Peyton Sparks is able to give you about 12 points, eight boards. I do think that he's going to be a big difference maker in this game, and while Ball State has a tough time being able to guard the three, you're able to offset that a little bit with the fact that you've got a north of 45% three-point shooter, Jalen Sellers, shooting 47.7% from the outside. It's a variance in tempos as well because Toledo, they're really looking to push tempo. It's a Toledo team that in terms of total possessions per game, they are clocking in in the top 55 in all of college basketball. Meanwhile, this Ball State team, they're more around 200th. They're a pretty efficient offense. They're a pretty inefficient defense, but they're not going to be getting out of sorts by any stretch of the imagination. And Toledo, they've got a really good starting five. 
They really don't go too far outside that starting five, though. Meanwhile, you've got a Ball State team that does get more contributions from guys like a Mikey Pearson that I think are going to be able to keep them lively in this game. It's a revenge spot for Toledo. And I do think that they get their revenge, but I think that this is going to be a tight game where three-point shooting is going to be a little bit more at a premium. And to Toledo's credit, it's not saying a whole heck of a lot, but they've given up 71 points of fear in four out of their last five games. So they've improved a little bit more on the defensive side of things. I think that this total should be high. I don't think both teams get to 80 points like they did the first time around. I set my total more around a 155. So a circumstance where I'm going to be willing to take the under in this spot. And Toledo could only make them two-point favorites. So I'm going to be willing to take the points. How about if we take a look at another game that's going to be going down out in the MAC as this one I find to be fascinating as well. A53, A54, Kent State is going to be playing us Akron. Akron is anywhere between a four to four and a half point underdog with their total between 133 and a half and 134. This was an opener of five. I personally did make my number five and I recall being asked a few hours ago by someone on Twitter, what do I do when the number comes out pretty much the same as my personal handicap? And very simple, just wait, take a look at a live movie because I'm going to call it what it is. Darn near every single one of these games is going to be involving a line move. And now that the summer is coming down on Kent State, I'm going to be playing Kent State. Kent State has been able to do a tremendous job with their defense all season long. They are 20th in the country in terms of points allowed on a per-possession basis. And it's all because they do an incredible job of being able to generate turnovers. Kent State in the top 20 nationally in terms of steals force on a per-possession basis. And the guy that has really been able to get it done for them That'd be Malik Jacobs, 2.8 steals per contest. That is a top 10 mark in all of college basketball. Sincere Carey gets a love because he's more of the primary scorer. And he himself does a good job of giving you 1.7 steals per game. But it's been a lot of the ancillary pieces for Kent State that have been able to step up. Now with Kent State, they aren't going to have an answer for Enrique Freeman, who the last time these two teams played, he had 19 points and 17 rebounds in that affair. And he's going to be able to control things down low as well for Akron. You don't have a single player on Kent State that gives you north of five rebounds per game, but they do a good job by committee. As still Ron Hornbeek is able to give you five rebounds per game. Jacobs along with Sincere Carey, they also give you right around five rebounds per game. So I do think that they're going to be able to do a nice job on that front. But it's also an Akron team that has given up north of 70 points in three out of their last four games. A bunch at overall for the season. Ranks in the top one earner in terms of points allowed on a per-possession basis. So we're seeing them falter quite a bit. It's a relatively slow and controlled Akron team. That's 255th in the country in terms of total possessions per game while also facing off against a Kent State team that they're more in the middle-ish in terms of total possessions per game. They're about 140th, so a tad bit faster, but do a nice job being able to hammer home on defense. But what I think is going to be the difference maker for Kent State is the fact that they've got a pair of guys that really do bomb it from three-point range. Jalen Solinger, Giovanni Santiago. These are a pair of guys that will be able to combine for 16 points per game. They combine to shoot well over 40% from three-point range. So I think that that's going to be absolutely massive for this group. And I did mention with Kent State, they're going to have a little bit of a tough time on the glass, but they've been able to have some unexpected contributions recently out of Chris Payton. And I do think that Chris Payton is going to be a nice X factor, a guy that has been coming on towards back half of the season as he's been able to give the team a double-figure amount of points and now nine of the team's last 12 games after really being an afterthought towards the beginning part of the season. You take a look at him, and overall for the season, 4.8 points, 4.6 rebounds per game. Not anything special, but last time these two teams faced off, he had five rebounds in that game, and that's his third lowest output in this recent 12-game run. I do think that he's going to be able to help fortify things down low a little bit more for Kent State, and 
I know that our good buddies over there at Shot Quality Bets, Justin Perry, he's someone that joins me quite a bit on this show. He was showing me that in terms of this game, the last time these two teams played, Kent State, they lost the game by kind of 67 to 55. They actually won if you take a look at the Shot Quality data. Now, I always think that it's very important to not have it be an end-all, be-all because some of the shots that are taken, they're a little bit situational as well. When you're down by 10 points, you're going to be having a little bit of a different shot selection than when you're up by 10 points. And I do think that there is something to momentum. There's something to the human element side of things, but it's something that you don't want to completely discredit as well. You sort of want to be taking a middle ground approach when it comes to it. And I do think that Kent State, they're going to be able to perform a little bit better in this spot. It's a Kent State team as in relatively good form with their defense. They have been given up a little bit more recently. That Ball State loss that they took was not necessarily the world's most savory, but they're in better form right now than they are than Kent State is. Kent State just been giving up a bunch of points. I do think that both of these teams right in a little bit more with their defense. Did set my total at a 133. I think it's going to be higher scoring than the first game, but I don't think that you're going to be able to get an over in this spot, but I do think that you get Kent State to be able to get their revenge. One delay the four and a half that I'm seeing right now, and I'm going to be taking a look at this little under. And then let's take a look at a little bit of an underdog as out there in the Mac as well. This is game number 857-858, Northern Illinois. They play with Eastern Michigan. Eastern Michigan is between a five and a half to a six point underdog with your total being 150. And for Eastern Michigan, I do think that having the best player out there on the floor on Amani Bates is just so critical. Monty Bates has been able to give you 19 and a half points, six boards, just about 34% from three point range as a six foot 10 combo player for Northern Illinois. They've been able to get by without having their top scorer in Keyshawn Williams for quite a few months as David Quaid. He's been able to give you 16 points. He shoots in the high thirties from three point range, but the big Achilles heel for Eastern Michigan is that they don't rebound. The only guy that gives you north of four and a half rebounds per game is what I mentioned before in Bates, but for Northern Illinois, They've got one guy that gives you north of five rebounds per game, and that's 5.2 boards out of Anthony Crump. He's able to get Crump down low, which you always like to see, but it's a Northern Illinois team that's been very touch and go all season long, and for Eastern Michigan, I do recognize that this team leaves a lot to be desired on defense. Turns points a lot on a per-possession basis. They're in the bottom 30 in all of college basketball. Northern Illinois is in the bottom 125 in terms of points allowed under per possession basis as well. And Northern Illinois is very sloppy with the ball. 14.3 turnovers per game. I do think that with Eastern Michigan not having their Achilles heel necessarily as exposed and them being able to do a better job of holding on to the ball, they hold on in this game. I did set my line at 5.5. I'm going to be willing to take 6. Set my total more around 147.5 because of the sloppiness looking at the under as well. And coming up next to lead off our number 2, the Greg Peterson experience. Taking a look at my DK Nation pick and some conference tournaments right here on the Greg Peterson Experience on Beeson, the Sports Bay Network. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host 
host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Every Day Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.